Good evening and welcome to Horror. I'm Lee. I'm Chris. I'm Adam. And we are here for Lady Jennifer's birthday choice. Hello, Woo! Lady Jennifer. We're, we're having a party. Hello. It is a party. Some of us are drunk. Uh, Some of us are trying to dance. Well, <laughs> we'll discuss whether it counts as dancing or not. Um, but we have to introduce our final guest as well. This is a bit of a party episode. There are five of us this evening. Ooh. We're also rejoined by frequent guest and music expert, Darnie. Hello. Hello. Good evening, Darnie. Good evening. Thanks for having me. Uh, so we are here at the behest of Jennifer for her birthday uh, because she went to a ballet with Darnie. Uh, a lot of booze were drunk, and they decided <gasps> they would Lies. like to cover. We had a couple of beers in the intervals, didn't we? Yeah. As is appropriate oh, as yeah, a ballet. No. You went to the ballet, I got wankered. That's right. Yeah. Right, <laughs> okay. And on the train on the way home, we'd all decided that the best thing to do was to cover this movie, which I'd yes. never seen. You got drunk, we convinced you. That yeah, was that was it. Now, what did and you that was the end you? of your life. <laughs> uh, we went to see it was Wolfworks it which was, was uh, choreographed by Wayne McGregor and music by Max Ooh, Richter based oh, on cool. Virginia Woolf's yeah, yeah really really good um, and first time I've seen a laser show in a Royal Opera House as well mm. <laughs> yeah now they're trying to get the kids in you know so <laughs> it was very good but yes so we convinced Lee and we shall find out if that convincing was successful or not now I've got some questions. Now, just I just need clarification, because obviously my knowledge of ballet is very limited uh, and, and is pretty much based majoritively on what I've seen this evening. So I'm just going to preempt this by apologising to anybody who is a fan of ballet, which I know is Jennifer, <laughs> who did ballet, Darnie, who is a fan, and Chris, who's... I did one lesson of ballet. He did, he did, I can, I can... Just to get the sweets yeah. at the end. I wasn't going to fucking out you, I was just going to say, <laughs> your daughter uh, does he, ballet. He, well, he well, wasn't uh, Billy Elliot, it's alright. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah that, that, is, that is a bit more recent, she does, and she is getting quite obsessed, so I think yes. I may be experiencing quite a bit more ballet in my future. You may. This okay, may so, be the end. so have I got it right that ballet is basically two and a half hours of music... With no vocals, yes, uh, and it's all dancing, which oh. basically is ten moves where they just stand no. on their toes. Oh, oh right, okay. Oh. And you Careful. basically well. you, you have mm. to know the story before you go well, in. You read the story in the book that you get, yes. Right, so it's a program. A, so it's a shit musical no, with no. fucking homework. How is this not? <laughs> How has this not just fallen out of favour? Well, I, mean, I know it's not popular, but it should be <laughs> far like less popular than it's quite than it popular, is. and you'll find out why by the end of this episode. Any middle-class wankers who are now listening, please fuck off. We don't need you in our listenership. Could it be one Does of those things? Does this include room right now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, come on, let's bugger yeah. off. Yeah. Uh, Guardian readers, out the door. It's been a lovely five minutes. I'll, I'll be honest, on the basis of our response mm-hmm. for our least haunted call-out, we need all the listeners we can get. <laughs> <laughs> so, now, is, is it after the tenth viewing of a ballet that's oh. when you appreciate it? That's a good question. Mm. I mean, if this is your only I mean, one. Okay, Darnie, because obviously I'm assuming you didn't do ballet. I didn't. Which no. is obviously why I love it, having danced, but not, you know, professionally. I thought you meant you loved but... it because Darnie didn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, well, that threw me I, as a I, thing. I, I've never seen you dance as at all. Someone let's let's have Jennifer on a long list of women who have loved me for things I don't do. <laughs> 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 Darnie, 
Um, makes you appreciate ballet. Okay, so it was never. Well, I mean, mm. suppose like like most other people, the first kind of like, uh, exposure to ballet is going to be mm. something like Swan Lake. Yeah. Because it is. It's and just music, one of those. I guess is mm. the starting point. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. So I, I I've been studying violin since the age of seven. Mm. And I've like performed in a lot of like well a lot of orchestras mm. and a lot of um, string ensembles where we played music from ballet. Yes. Um, when I did my A levels in particular, we had to um, we went to see a lot of ballets and musicals mm. as part of the course and like studying and like getting that kind of um, side of musical history mm. and the orchestration. No, I loved it. Yeah, um, and what what really happened was mm. um, you know we were all seventeen or eighteen being left to our own, given a ticket to go to a ballet, like once every fortnight, left to our own devices. It was, bit, you know, those halcyon days um, before people used to ID for anything. <laughs> so, you know, we'd essentially go, go to the pub very, yeah. very early doors, being mm. absolutely bladdered by the time we go and see like a three and a half hour ballet based on uh, the murders of Jack the Ripper, for example. Brilliant. Um, that's that's uh, Lulu by uh, Berg, just in case you want mm. to go and see it next time that's in town. That's a very Definitely. dissonant one. Um, mm. But actually, precursor to that was, I, I remember seeing this film when I was about eight or nine years mm. old. And I think it's, it's, it's just stuck in my memory ever since. It was, I, I vividly remember it was a Saturday afternoon. I was really pissed off so I wanted to play FIFA on SNES. <laughs> and, and my mum made me stop it to watch this film. I was like, you know, if, if nine-year-old me knew what fuck's sake meant, he would have said it out loud. <laughs> but... I just remember like watching this film and being absolutely in awe of it, mm. and it was it was the first time I was like I'd seen an old film and I hadn't felt like it was an old mm. film, you know. It was mm. I think as we were discussing before um, before yeah. we watched it, Adam, like it, you know, it's just a good film, not a good film for its time. Yeah, it you're not you're film. not making any mm. uh, allowances for it. It's it's mm. like Hitchcock, yeah, yeah. Yes. Like said, yeah, yeah, where it's that thing mm. of oh no, this is just a good film. This is not. Oh, mm. this is a good old film or this no. is a good film yeah. for its time this is just a good film but I, I do still approach a lot of ballet that I see because I do go quite regularly to the opera house still mm. uh, I, I still approach it music first and dance second I don't mm. really completely you know I, I can understand like the emotion of the performance or stuff like that I can understand the story particularly if I've read it beforehand mm. but I'm still catching up in that regard mm. where, which is where I suppose Jenny will take over really mm. I, I mean you just watch it and you know how painful it is and how hard it is, and yet it looks, doesn't it? Lynn so might not easy. fully appreciate that. I no, I think that's it. I think that is part of the appreciation. Being for me. punched in the balls and not flinching is really hard to do. I don't fucking want to watch should, someone should do it. Should we try it out? Should we try it? No. I do appreciate the music, mm. and, and as you say, the film was fantastic, so I'm not rubbishing the film. The outfits, mm. the whole set. I mean, it's couldn't a whole, give a fuck. The shoe shop? How can you not love a shoe shop? It's just, it, uh, it's just, it's a bit, it's, it's a, like you said, it's in the mm. programme, it's a one paragraph explanation of what it is, no, it and isn't. it takes three hours no, of people get a whole standing on their toes. I mean, Adam will tell us the whole red shoe story. Yeah, because they, in the they gloss and that over that quite dramatically. Appreciate it more, Adam? It's, yeah, because, so, it's Hans Christian Andersen mm. fairy tale, so mm. it actually has... Horror. A, a proper <laughs> well, exactly. It has a proper yeah. lineage and everything, but it was first published in eighteen forty-five. Um, basically, Karen, an orphaned peasant girl, is adopted oh. by a rich old woman, yeah. and uh, she grows up spoiled 
and it's basically a lesson in don't be a sport arsehole. So um, far, so hands. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> she has the, the old woman who adopts her, she gets her to buy a pair of expensive tailored red shoes mm. to replace some ones that she had from her previous uh, parents that are just sort of, you know, knackered old, uh, rough sort of... Shoes bought by a crackhead. Yeah, basically, yeah. Um, she wears them to church, and that's very considered very improper. Mm. Very improper. Um, but she, that doesn't deter her. And then on one church visit, a mysterious red-bearded man compliments her shoes. The devil? Uh, very possibly. Mm. He taps them one by one in his hand and says, never come off when you dance. Mm. Which admittedly sounds like don't spaff when you dance but I think he's talking to the shoes um, on leaving church she tries a few dance steps and then finds that the shoes are actually controlling her and she manages to bring them under control but not before they've sort of exerted a certain level of power over her um, then the adoptive mother dies and she goes to a dance rather than the funeral which again I would imagine is considered fairly improper um, and an angel appears who curses her to dance forever. Oh, um, double cursings, yeah. shoes and her. Uh, and, uh, well, she's cursed to dance even after she's dead. Um, the shoes take control again. She is trapped dancing. She, as they say in the mm. film, she travels uh, all around the place just dancing permanently. Eventually, absolutely exhausted, she asks an executioner to chop her feet off. Mm, that's what I remember, the feet chopping he, off a bit, yeah. He does that. And then she has a set of wooden feet and crutches and tries to go to church to sort of redeem herself. But every time she tries to go in, the shoes dance in front of her with her severed feet still in them. Mm, and this nice. continues... That you would know, improve the ballet, wouldn't it, honey? This, <laughs> I don't think they could do those effects enough. No, and, 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 and this is the problem. I don't think I would get this story sorry eventually she prays to god for help and then the angel reappears and she is forgiven Aww. and she is saved by having her far, her far, her heart filled with so much joy it explodes Explains. and she dies <laughs> and that is the redemption that she is given by Exploding god hearts. yes <laughs> although apparently they did put in there something like and then she goes to heaven and no one mentions the red shoes like it's like some taboo <laughs> subject like don't mention his wife you know she's you know she's so, so this is old testament god, yeah, right? this yeah. Is, oh, yeah, yeah this is this is a cruel bastard so right, yeah. so they're, they're telling all of this story without any words and purely through very very boring dance well, i don't get how i would sit it's, no, the, it's the term interpretive that. dance. You would have read the story so, first. Interpretive dance is very, very boring dance. You would know the story, <laughs> and then you'd go to the ballet, and then you'd so go to the ballet. No, you'd read it at the ballet. You'd get it there. You'd get the, you know, the programme. And, and more often than not, you know, mm. as as Hans Christian Andersen fairy, or, you know, Brothers Grimm's fairy tales have been adapted mm. to make it more palatable for children, mm. then the same thing would have happened for the ballet of the Red Shoes as well. Like, yeah. you know, just to make sure mm. they were too many severed feet, feet flying around. Yeah. Which, for us, would have been a game changer. Yeah. Maybe I they'll mean, remake it. I was I mean, going to say, with CGI now, maybe Marvel could have a go at this. I one. believe there is, a, there is oh. another Red Shoes from okay. about 2005. Oh. I think it's Korean. 
Oh, oh. I mean, they would have some and I'm, assume, I'm assuming on yes. that basis, yeah, they've probably got <laughs> seven feet dancing in it, you know. It's... I mean, I feel we might need to hunt that down then for, you know. I mean, I, I, again, I, I don't want to shit on this film because it was a very good film. Just take out the balance. Come on, what was good about it, Lee? Come on, help yourself out here. Oh, I mean, yourself out of that hole. It was a beautiful looking film. And the, the, the mm. thing is, the music is fantastic. And I think mm. that's... So as a musician, mm. like, it's interesting, I guess... Do you tend to listen to that sort of music? No, I no, wouldn't but listen you still to that type of music at all. But element, like orchestral yeah. music mm. is, uh, I mean, again, having been in a band with four or five people and how fucking difficult it is to get <laughs> everyone <laughs> Yes, Adam, we were in that band together. I know, <laughs> I know how tight it is to keep people in a band. Mm. So keeping an entire orchestra for a whole two and a half hours of one massive ensemble... That's that bloke at the front with his stick. Yeah. I mean, Darnie obviously is more of the expert mm. in this than I am, but I mean, it's it sounds fantastic and it's amazing to see it, it, it in person is phenomenal. And I've been and seen mm. that type of, you know, like, you know, I've been and seen Jeff Wayne's War of the Worlds and stuff. Like, seeing a full orchestra is an incredible mm. yeah, thing and to feel it in yeah. person is awesome. So I get that. I assume this was written for the film, the uh, score? Yeah, the score was. You know, so the Red Shoes that. score, mm. well, for the for the actual ballet itself and a lot of the incidental mm. music wasn't something like, you know, Capelia or Swan Lake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, there, yeah. that was written by Brian Easton and I believe it he won mm. Best Original Score oh, wow. at the Academy Awards for no that way as well. No, no I mean, it's, it's a stunning piece of music. It really is. And right? actually, this was one of the few films that had Best Oscar nominations except for actors. Mm. Yeah. And I think it was the sniffiness was because the majority of the well, the, certainly anyone who's dancing in it is a ballet dancer. Not yeah. an who, actor. Who was yes. then, yeah. uh, uh, we were saying before, I think that uh, Powell and Pressburger's take on it was that they were, we want to find uh, dancers who can act, not actors who can dance. Mm. So they'd know that that side of it was absolutely Yeah. Well, the majority of this is dance, isn't it? Exactly, yeah. None of those performances let it down, though. No, absolutely not. I mean, the guy who's playing the choreographer, he's fantastic. Brilliant, but I do suspect that he is playing himself. Yeah, he
Mm. There was just the sort of the large section in the middle. Throughout the rest, there wasn't a huge amount. There were sort of snippets. Mm. It reminded me. It yeah, reminded uh, me of like a sports movie almost because the be- yeah you know yeah. Like, I don't the have, whole thing around have the subject inter- yeah but it's not necessarily the mighty ducks the, the main yeah, yeah. Well, yeah I was thinking raging bull mostly but you know <laughs> I mean, we can, you know what's that one we will build it they will come field of dreams, dreams uh, yeah. yeah. Although I suppose that you know, unlike most sports films, the centerpiece is in where well, it is. It's in the center. It's in the middle yeah. rather than they will always put those bits in. And it's, yeah. yeah, I think it's yeah. I don't think you need to be. You certainly. Could, um, I mean, it's madely ballet averse, mm. but much in the same way that the first Sam Raimi Spider Man gave me vertigo. <laughs> so, yeah, it's just it's just an indi- on an individual basis. Yeah. You know, I, I don't so. like Jaws, but anyway, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> so um, hmm. the other film that I've seen that is ballet is. Black Swan, which yeah. I did really like that, and I was expecting this to be more like that. Yeah, hmm. um, I feel like it was for its time. It was like that was probably but quite. Yeah, potentially, yeah. You know, although I'm, there was a lot more comedy in this, which I thought they they yeah. did really well. So, yeah, Donnie, what you said earlier about it not seeming like an old film, as we watched it, I was thinking mm. this does it's feel quite funny. modern in a way. Mm. And I don't know, yeah, many other old films that I've seen that I would have thought that about. Um, but yeah, I, I did think. The acting, comedy, and the way it was shot all seemed to lend itself to. I think as well the the kind of meta story to it that mm. it's happening to her in real life. Mm. He's mm. trying to push her to become this, you know, ultimate dancer, um, and that's what the Red Shoes yeah. ballet is about. And it is, it is very meta. I mean, there's yeah. you know, it, it, it literally highlights the Chekhov's gun in the first act. Mm. What happens yeah. to her at the end? Well, she dies, of course. Mm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry, spoilers. And that. <laughs> Also, I think the for a seventy-five-year-old film, yeah. <laughs> that's on you. That's, Fuck yeah. it. Yeah. If you At that point, yeah. I'm, I'm going to say most of the people listening <laughs> may not be rushing. It celebrates its seventy-fifth oh. anniversary this year. It was made in 1948, that's ridiculous. Wow. and that the BFI are going yeah. to be putting on a Paul and Pressburger season Ooh. in October Ooh. with a 4K restoration of this as the centerpiece. Oh wow! On. I feel we Literally. should get that. Look fantastic because yeah. it's a beautiful yeah. looking yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah, I mean, well, it'll be ballet though, darling. You have to take your earphones. Oh yeah. No, I'm not going, but, also, but also, I love the fact that it goes out of it. It's it's a you know it does it as a pure experience of the ballet. It doesn't mm. stick to right factually. Mm. They're on stage doing this ballet. They go out into the fantasia, you know, yeah, yeah. phantasmagorical levels mm. of what it's projecting rather than mm. the actual yeah. you know it's not we're just going to film them performing mm. this on stage or whatever like that because there, there are certain parts of it that clearly could not take place on stage yeah. but they the effects yeah. look great as well mm. I mean for the time I, I thought they looked really good I mean, everyone celebrates the you know the match cut at the beginning of two thousand and one when the mm. bones thrown mm. up and it becomes the space. I would say that there are about five or six match cuts in this film that piss all over that. Yeah, yeah. They're yeah absolutely yeah. incredible. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it's like the, 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 the technically mm. it's a brilliant film. The editing's incredible. Camp, like especially um, so when she's performing in the small theatre on the Saturday matinee, mm. and you see the yeah. camera spinning as she's doing yeah, all of yeah. those pirouettes. Mm. It's it's just stunning. I so I went ice skating the other day. And keep seeing all of the, uh, the figure like? skaters. And I was just, so so Eve, Eve did manage to spin. Oh, good. Um, she was very yeah. excited about that. And I guess that does come from 
ballet. Yeah, yeah. And so I thought, I'll give it a go and I practice and practice, practice. And then eventually I did get it and I was hey. like, I got dizzy so quickly. I was like, yeah, I don't know. Oh, this must be my age. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's just, you have to find a I don't spot, know if I can hey. handle this. <laughs> Call the tea, just look at your dinner. Yeah. <laughs> that was the statement that was made yesterday. It's like, Ted, will you, will you sit down? Because you're making me dizzy. If I'm making you dizzy, just look at your dinner. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I mean, it, it was, it, like you say, the camera work and everything was so... Mm. What was of its so time, just to put it in perspective? Like, what else was There's out? The smoking everywhere. Oh, and yeah, no, no. <laughs> I mean, what other films? Yeah, would I think you I mean, it was after Gone with the Wind. Yeah, it reminded me of Scarlett O'Hara. Like you felt like that was a, you know, her outfits were outstanding. That massive green ball gown. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh yeah, yeah thing much, underneath yeah. just looked Even fantastic. her hairstyle was the, very Scarlett. The, the yeah. crown had an element of mm. Nan's ashtray though. Yeah, this is a far too elaborate ashtray for you know for, for normal for 10, 10 B and H. Now. <laughs> you was your nana queen? I mean, did she have an ashtray like that? I th- there, there was a lot of items like yeah. that. There was a lot, a lot, nice. a lot of lot of coloured glass. Yes. You know. So. I, I just had a quick Google. Mm-hmm. Films in nineteen forty-eight. Yeah. The only two I actually recognise oh. are Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. Hey, <laughs> you've done that one. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. and Rope. Oh wow! Oh, so that's how far back in Hitchcock's career we are at this point as well. Yeah, no. But then, actually, we need to do rope as well. That's, that's <laughs> definitely need to cover. No spoilers. Well, that's no something spoilers. that's come out of this. But then I think that's. But then that's probably the the whole fact is that mm. those are the three films that are like that you recognise on that list. At that mm. time, is yeah. because they're the ones that have Stand stood out. up. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know. yeah. But so where was Rope in Hitchcock's sort of career? That was how many in, or roughly? I mean, he was working from the silent era. So yeah. Okay, was, right, you know, yeah, yeah. But I mean, it's before we hit that, mm. that you know, that run of sort of like North by Northwest into yeah. the Vertigo, into the Psycho and Birds. Yeah, early. But Rear window, obviously. Mm. But still, yeah, I mean, it's like mm. very, um, just, because, uh, so Powell and Pressburger were, a team and they did everything they were writers producers directors and everything okay. else like that they did i think they made about like they made about 16 films together and they called them they called the production company the archers so that's what the mm. bullseye oh, the thing start. at the start was, I was like the archers ah. yeah because the, the, it is slightly confusing because <laughs> yeah because <laughs> the first first time i ever saw a film mm. that started with that i was like is this what? as in the arch, really? yeah, like the, the, ra- the radio. Yeah, is it a farm sign or peach shacks? But um, I mean, yeah, they yeah. Um, so and they sort of and unusually for this sort of thing, even when they went off and did their own stuff, like they oh. sort of basically were producing throughout the sort of forties and fifties, went off and did their own stuff, but actually were still friends. And oh, okay. it was an amateur. Yeah. They just decided they mm. wanted they wanted to move on, and do, it wasn't one of those things where it's like I've mm. now decided that. This man is to never darken my door <laughs> again. Or again. Film, but they had to leave completely and go to yeah. another. So, so okay, that, their run of films was yeah. Mm. Yeah. Did they work for a company, as it were, or, well, right, or that was their company? Well, that the, the Archers was their company. Mm. I mean, this was this was with Rank, right, who yeah. apparently J. Arthur Rank, mm. like the head of the Rank organization, walked out <laughs> of the screening of this. Really? And basically... Is he like Lee? I think, yeah, just yeah. I think he liked the ballet. But no, basically, Rank like, mm. went over budget, 
and you can see yeah. it mm. probably they, went over they, budget. I mean, no, but lots of ballet shoes. You've, you've a lot of extras. You've got I mean, like basically a whole <laughs> ballet company in there. Yeah. You know, <laughs> but um, yeah, so it went over budget and rank the rank organisation were basically mm. just like. We've been saddled with this, so mm. they didn't release it for a year. Oh, really? And like, apparently, they even like as the ultimate slight, they left it on the the like, um, what's it like the cargo loading bay at their. Oh, like, it didn't even store. Didn't it even away bother putting it, it away. They were like, no, I can leave it there, and so the cans were just left there on the thing. So it's lucky it's even oh my God. around. Oh. That would um, been a loss. So and then they put it out in. London art house cinemas, mm. but fortunately, it just got brilliant word of mouth, mm. and then they were like, "Oh, maybe we have got something." So they started doing it, and then I think it was like another year before it was out in the states. But I think in the end, where is it? Um, like, yeah, they. Uh, All America made though, but then to come over here and. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, rank, yeah. Was, was, right, so, yeah. so, but the archers were Brit. Well, Michael mm. Powell's British, and. Um, oh, okay. Uh, uh, Emmerich Pressburger's Hungarian, um, but so was it filmed over so here? So it was filmed or? over here, and oh, it's like okay. like the the most majority of the the ballet cast mm. were all the Sadler's Wells oh, nice, uh, yeah. ballet, and like yeah. Um, but yeah, it actually they the San Francisco Fine Arts Theatre screened it four times a day solidly for two oh, years. Wow. Bloody hell! So, that it was yeah. so you know they they really did not realise what they had but then when I was looking into it apparently like Powell and Pressburger stuff at the time was kind of mixed Mm. it wasn't an immediate success everything Mm. all their films were kind of like they gradually got Mm. more sort of prestige it was like lack of money lack of you know no no it was was just I think it was just literally like the critics were not to be honest, I mm. think it was probably just too fucking new. Yeah, yeah. It, it was yeah. too yeah. fresh that they were like people were like. Well, I don't yeah. understand this because this isn't people. <laughs> this isn't two people in a room talking for yeah. forty minutes and then we go outside for ten and then come back in for another. So yeah. cameras can move. No? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> cameras move. There's colour yeah. and superimposition <laughs> and things like that. You know, and, and cutting. And, you know, and yeah. So I think they, but gradually they sort of built up. Um, a name for themselves and then by the 60s they were very much a mm. um, that's when they sort of really were appreciated that actually we had these people making these really good films because the only the only other Powell and Pressburger film I've seen is A Matter of Life and Death which is really worth seeing it's okay. basically um, a RAF pilot uh, David Niven plays an RAF pilot who dies uh, goes to heaven but wants to come back. But the curious thing they do is that heaven is in black and white mm-hmm. and reality is in colour. Now, usually you sort of do like the um, Wizard of Oz sort of yeah. thing where you go All to the, the fantasy yeah. world mm-hmm. is the one you do. To, but yeah, this very austere sort of like black and white photography when they're in heaven. And there's this beautiful image of holes in the sky with people looking down through them as like windows onto Mm. as people in heaven observing Mm. things on earth and again it's one of those things that's like this is from the 40s Mm. this this is really you know it it looks good it would look good now you would compliment it Mm. now Mm. and much in the sort of same way that like the 
whole red shoe sequence in this is so extraordinary, mm-hmm. you know. But um, but no, they they're definitely you know they're sort of definitely with, and then we will be doing uh, Peeping Tom, which essentially yeah. ended Michael Powell's career because by yeah. then yeah. they'd got to the point of like, <coughs> hey, these are these guys who did all these prestigious films, and then it's like. He's done a mucky slasher yeah. film with the dirty parts. What's he done that for? Much, much like Hitchcock and Psycho, where it was like everyone was mm. like, "What's this dirty little weird movie yeah. that he's made?" And actually, yeah. Although it's, then again, I mean, you know, one of the other Pound and Pressburger films was Black Narcissus, which was, mm. you know, pre was as much as you could get away with with the Hayes Code. Yeah. Um, Peeping Tom's obviously when people are just kind of like Hayes Code ah fuck that yeah. Um, <laughs> and maybe it was just a, again like mm. everything else they did mm. everyone was playing catch up to mm. it because it was well, it was just so frequently ahead of their time yeah oh. Oh. I mean in terms yeah, of in terms of pure horror obviously we've got the fairy tale mm. um, I mean basically someone is driven to suicide yeah. so that's already you know that's pretty it's much fair, on the cards yeah. this was my thought f- watching it the whole time I was like this isn't horror. It's the horror of this that they've made me watch two hours. <laughs> but yes, Lee. But then <laughs> the last ten minutes, I was like, no, nope, now it's all kicked in. And it, mm. yeah, it totally is. Like, I wrote down earlier, slow burn, like the slowest <laughs> of burns, but it gets there. And I it? thought yes. you were burning me, but no, like it, it definitely did. I mean, it definitely mm. falls into our wheelhouse. You know, I, I would say that you know, while you were being bored shitless by the dancing. <laughs> Um, so a lot of that imagery would really comfortably fall into, Absolutely. you know, yeah. into the realm of horror as well. Especially mm. like there's seen, um, I think I don't think it was the newspaper person, which I still can't believe they that managed to. It's oh, incredible, isn't it? Yeah. How do they do that? No idea. <laughs> no idea. <laughs> Literally, from what I can gather, yeah. got some newspaper on wires. A puppeteer. And yeah, yeah. Mm. Bloody and hell. Yeah. That is really it impressive. Very clever. I mean, but that whole bit with mm. the cellophane. Yeah, that was cool um, as well. Imagery where you yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyway, sorry. But where yeah. the the cameras, it's like a group of people that become like a gelatinous blob and they're advancing mm. towards mm. her. That is just like yeah. it's quite Lynchian. They say Roger Corman, mm. it's got that very like yeah, the, that the, the, the hallucinogenic colours. Yeah, mm. yeah. It was really, it, it was a beautiful film. I'm definitely yeah. not. Not I, it. I do have to disagree mm. with the whole, you know, ballet doesn't tell a story. Just, but specifically with this, I would say, because throughout that story and throughout that, the, um, so there's, there's the scene where she's dancing on the stage and then Crast is in the conducting, then he comes up and then mm. it match cuts to him as a dancer and then he's still, yeah. it's all kind of like, it's, it's, it's not just about what, it's not foreshad- just foreshadowing what's going to happen in the film. Mm. It's also her mental state, her emotional state mm. while she's doing it and, she's and that, that power she, struggle yeah. between what she wants, you know, mm. in terms of career and mm. also in terms of like love and women romance. at the time, again, it's a kind of, you know, that whole thing of saying, well, actually, you can have one or the other. Well, I'd say choose. Yeah. I mean, it's probably and, yeah, well, even even choice that. that women yeah, yeah, exactly, have to yeah. make. And I do agree with that. But as but, ballet dancers <laughs> on a stage, that wouldn't have happened. Like that, that was all film effects rather than something you could have portrayed on the ballet stage. That would have been. I don't know. I was I thinking, know they... you know, the whole mirror with her in the shop, that could have been Pepper's Ghost. Mm. Could have done it that yeah, way. it could have been Pepper's yeah, Ghost, but they had to have found a. Well, similar to her, yeah. yeah, well, yeah. Just a ballad dance found a I would say, I don't know if you agree as well, though, yeah. that I, I got that from her performance. Mm. Mm. Very much so. And more. But actually, specifically from the dancing and from yeah. the technique and from the movement of it as well. 
Um, like there's not just like the, the, the kind of like the ferocity of the performance when she's mm. in the red shoes and she mm. can't stop. There's mm. just like there's the, the elegance to it as well. And like more of a Shearer as well, first and foremost, she was, mm. yeah. a, a, you know, revered ballet dancer. Mm. It was her first ever film role. Um, she didn't do very much else other than that. No, um, actually, because I mean, she left mm. basically when ballet, because obviously, ballet dancers, it's always a horrendous fucking toll physically. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Probably yeah. more so than like even athletes and yeah. things like that. You know, it's just it does. Going to be retired such, by twenty five thirty. I think it was twenty seven. She and, yeah. and she was going to move into acting, but yeah, yeah she didn't do much. Mm. But mm. watching this because. It's the only. I mean, uh, she's in Peeping Tom as well. But, oh, um, is she? But this is nice. this is the Good only film I've seen her in, like mm. properly watching. And I'm like, you're a fucking good actress. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Beyond she is a very good actress. And First it, role, twenty two years old. Yeah, oh, right. yeah. stunning. Yeah. And it and it. But like you say, because she's a good actress, and it comes, it does come out in the fucking dance. Mm. There, there is the. It, it's definitely there, mm. and. Yeah, I just think it's sort of, I mean, it's just the weirdest thing that you're like, right, we'll go out and find these people who mm. can do who can do the physical demand of actually doing the ballet, but actually they can act mm. as well. Mm. So how did they find her? I mean, she was obviously she famous was, already. She was in the, basically a lot mm. of them came from the Sadler's Wells yeah. Ballet. She was Part the prima her. ballerina there, right. I think. Apparently at the time, in she was ranked, oh, I don't know if ranked is the mm. right word, yeah. but basically it was Margot Fontaine and then oh, her. Right. Oh, right, wow, yeah. So she everyone was, knows Margot Fontaine. Yeah, so yeah. She, yeah. and, and yeah. similarly, uh, Robert Helfman was the, <laughs> uh, was the primary male dancer that's right. as well. Yeah, as well. Okay. Yeah. So a lot of it They basically swept in and went, hey, we need some dancers. Yeah, and just so yeah. happened that they'd actually found people who can... Yeah. Um, yeah, know, actually, well, yeah. do do the role properly and everything, and, and she was. I mean, that was the thing. She was noted as well because you know the hair's natural, the eyes are natural. Well, I know. I was. So, I kept looking at her hair, going, yeah. "That's not natural." But no, like, is that a wig? A... She dyed that. Yeah. She's got a very but, stunning you know, look, hasn't she? Yeah. Well, because yeah. normally ballerinas have it all up in a bun, mm. but again, for this, you've got the red hair, mm. like it's quite. I suppose symbolic, perhaps, of that whole, you know. Yeah. All red up, shoes and everything else. She yeah. she ended up married to the uh, journalist Ludovic Kennedy, who apparently saw the film and went, "I want her. I want her. I'll <laughs> marry her." And then Ooh. he basically pestered her for about a year. Wow. And then yeah, you think they, having uh, done the film, she might have learned. <coughs> you know what? That's true. <laughs> yeah. Back Stay in the days away, of misogyny, yeah. when he's, you could just yeah, you pester a woman and then yeah, she'd yeah, give, yeah. give in. Yeah. I mean, the, the warning sign should have been mm. there. He's sitting there doing his magisterial. Uh, take on 10 Rillington Place like, so, I mean I'm not really sure if this is going to be for me but um, but yeah it's, but um, Marius Goring who plays um, oh I can't remember what is his name? Julian Craster yeah. Oh, yeah he basically was I mean he he is an actor he is an actor an, yeah. an actor actor but he ended up uh, well, not ended up, but he yeah. basically, he was a big movie actor and then he moved more into telly. Okay. So during the 60s and 70s, he's in uh, like Hammer House of Horror, uh, okay. Hammer House of Mystery and Suspense, Tales of the Unexpected. Uh, he's in Evil of the Daleks. He's in just, he basically, that's what he moved mm. into. Mm. But I actually had to double check it because he looks so much like the lead actor from Peeping Tom. 
than <laughs> oh, like, oh, that okay. it, because he looks quite. Do you think the director Teutonic, had a type? You know, he looks yeah. quite Germanic, and uh, yeah. Uh, and yeah. So I just British I think, though is he British? Or he's, or yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it's, uh, but also Marius Goring is just one of the most spectacular names yeah. 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 as it is. You know, Julian Craster suddenly is like, well, that's John Smith. Can I, I was that? keeping, yeah. I was keeping an eye out. I mean, obviously, I've seen this film a few times before. Hmm. But so when he's performing, we're, for, we're watching Darnie's uh, Blu-ray special edition this <laughs> evening. Just to put that in context, he has watched it several yeah, times. So quite a few. But um, so when he's performing for Lamentov, when mm. he comes in and mm. you know, and he's playing piano. I was going to ask you actually. Yeah. Yeah, because one of my pet peeves <laughs> is when they're clearly not playing yeah. the instrument yeah, they're yeah. supposed to. I've no word of lie. I've only seen Twelve Years a Slave once because why the fuck would you ever want to watch it more than once? <laughs> it's yeah, great film, horrific subject. Yeah. Uh, but there was a scene where uh, so um, the lead character in that is a fiddle player. He's not playing it. it took me out of the oh, scene. And something yeah. really horrific happens in it as well. It's like, well, he's, he's not playing violin, though. No, so, yeah. He's not playing violin, probably deserved it. But <laughs> I bet he missed. He was playing it. It, it, it. He had to have been. It was Brilliant. like the octave movements with yeah. the, what was happening with Left Hand nice. as well. It was definitely yeah, playing it. Wow. Funnily enough, when, when that bit came out, I was like, I must remember how last time. Actually, because <laughs> it must be you know, really great. Well, you hope, when you, they've got the ballerinas, why would they not get mm. someone that could actually play? This so, is why yeah. I respect Pixar and Disney mm. so much when they uh, make like, so something like Coco, mm. every single hand movement in the left mm. hand on the guitar is absolutely it's, perfect. It's, oh, yeah. Really? They, they yeah. really do their homework for it. Wow. Never watch Crossroads. <laughs> the movie. Well, the Britney Spears no. ones. <laughs> no, the movie what, with like uh, 70s, uh, the kid uh, from the uh, Karate Kid. They Ralph did a, Macho? Uh, yes. So they did a film about Robert Johnson. Uh, With Ralph Macchio playing him? No, no. Oh, right. No. <laughs> so Robert Johnson takes him under his wing. Right, okay. And it ends up, he becomes better than Robert Johnson. And then he ends up uh, playing against Satan's own guitarist. <laughs> and out guitar. Like, but can none of them play guitar? Is that the problem? I mean, it, it was one of those films that came out not long after Karate Kid. So as a 10-year-old kid, I've probably seen it two dozen times and loved it. But yeah, and my father always sat and watched it and went, <laughs> oh, fuck off, every time he picked up the guitar. I had a weird moment there where you said Crossroads. In my head, I heard Trespass. You know that film where... Revised Q? Yeah, where they're in a, where they're like two firemen go to find treasure in a building. And I was like, I'm not sure what the relevance is. I don't remember it. Is Ice Cube not playing an instrument? No, I don't remember that scene at all when they're playing the, the flugel horn. <laughs> He's not playing um, that fugal <laughs> But, yeah. As, mm. yeah, I mean, this is a film I've always wanted to see. Oh, good. Um, and so now I am very please? glad that I have. Oh, yeah. Good. That was, yeah. yeah. So, Chris, as mm. you brought up Black Swan, mm. did you find a lot of similarities or differences between it? Um, because I, I was, there was another character that I was meaning to talk to you about. I don't know if you picked up on. Okay. So, what it... What it set me thinking was, because in Black Swan they're, they're sort of pushing her to a breaking point, and in this I was sort of wondering how, well, what are they going to show? Like, what's what's mm. the purpose? And uh, when she left, um, it, it wasn't entirely clear like what is she going to do now because she kind of suggested she may work elsewhere, but oh, then she married, didn't. Yeah. yeah, and mm. so then when she comes back, because she still does really want to work for him, knowing that that is 
who's going to push her to become the best she could be. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, how much does to become the best have to have some level of pain, like Adam said, you mm. know, have just how grueling it can be mm. to be a, a ballerina and to be your best. And so, yeah, like, do you have to be pushed right to that edge and then getting pushed over it, as both of them do? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know who's who else was it. So the character that Winona Ryder plays mm. in Black Swan is very, very clearly modelled. I I think mm. anyway on the primo ballerina in the red shoes before um, Vicky yes, takes over, yeah. and of as well those close up shots of her in the makeup is it's got yes, to be a direct. Yes, that, yeah. that really. I was thinking that. Yeah, mm. I mean he 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 must be a fan. Yeah, you, oh, you, you don't just pull Black Swan out of nowhere. Mm. No. I was thinking I'd steal that makeup the next time I'm dressing up. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. Not as a swan, but as anything. Like, it's brilliant, isn't it? It just adds to the look. So, mm. Yeah, surely. If you were going to do a ballet film, mm. what would you go to and watch? They're the only two I know. Well, I was going to say, yeah, how many others you, yeah. are there? Oh. May have some similarities. Mm. I can literally name these two. Yeah. As, as mm. films about ballet, full stop, I think. Uh, oh, there's one called Centre Stage. I've not watched it, but I know it's <laughs> vaguely set in the ballet world. Um, but uh, yeah, but, but again, even like the whole kind of like, you know, how, how far do you have to be, can you be pushed mm. to a certain yeah. point? Where, how far do you have to go to achieve greatness? Why well, I love that scene. Where you know, as you noted, they're sleeping in separate beds. Mm. But he gets up because he's woken up with this melody in his yeah, mind. Yeah. He goes straight to the piano. Meanwhile, she's looking at her drawer of her shoes she's, and realizing yeah. what she's lost. Yeah. yeah, and it just it just completely shows in that moment, like what you have to give up in order to pursue something, mm. or what you have to leave behind, mm. which you, you may or may not agree with. But well, I thought it was interesting that she came out and supported him because. I was trying to imagine... That's like, what women do. Well, yeah. No, that's it. <laughs> it was showing that that is the role she's taken now. She mm. still misses that. But mm. she's trying to be there for him, you know, in the mm. middle of the night, two in the morning when he's playing this new melody. But I think that's one of the reasons this film still feels so modern yeah. as well. It's because it's yeah. even having that discussion, mm. even though it's set in 1948. Yeah. Yeah. Which as well, I was thinking like, that's yeah, three years Quite post the end of World War that. II. Yeah. London's looking all right. Yeah. You think, yeah. <laughs> but he was the one who left his musical to come... To her when it was her opening night. Oh, that's that's power. No, power and control. That was controlling. Textbook gaslighting. Oh, yeah, that was just me going. No. He's dressed like a fucking no. SS officer. Yeah, yeah, that was the weirdest bit. He comes in in like a wet look, like Starpo cup. So he spent two days getting there and then went, Well, I'm not waiting two hours for you to fucking go and do that. You've gone all that way. What difference does an opening night make? I had to look it up though because the weirdest fucking thing happened there. So I was like, I fucking know that voice on the radio. Patrick Troughton was the bloke apologising that he disappeared off the mic. I mean, this suggests that I might have spent far too much time watching Top Room, but I fucking know that voice. Well, you say that the the one of the very opening scenes when they're all running up the stairs, mm. which again I think ages this film more than anything. Everyone's dashing into the ballet. I was like, nobody gives a fuck. Yeah, no, but I, I love the fact. Darnie that... clarified that for us. Actually, I think you're fine. He did. He did. He clarified that was still happening. Well, when they used to, when they still used to do the um, student price mm. uh, tier seating, but. Post COVID, uh, to be honest, like, like most, most other kind of like recent. live performance things, they're just trying to get bums in seats now. Mm. Which is why for like the first, I think 2021, 22 seasons when they reopened, they were just like, 
we're going to go with the heat. It's, it's going to be Sleeping Beauty and Giselle for about yeah, a year right. to make sure we Get sell out, in. and then we yeah. can start putting on the more interesting programming. But you know, but yeah. So, so as they're yeah. running up the stairs, the guy who is standing there, who clearly works in oh. the theatre, um, who's trying oh, to sort of the slow them all yes. down. Yeah. yeah, that is the guy from the Ghoul. I'm fairly certain who's the uh, yeah. family solicitor. I think who is. says, "Come in or go out." Yes, I'm, I'm, certain t- I'm pretty sure it is. <laughs> But that, um, I mean, even down to that, I love that that, I think, gave you the the scope of ballet in a weird way, where it was like half of them are there for the dancers, half of them are there yeah. for the music. Yeah. So you've got that immediate dynamic going on anyway, which is and they really the essence rock. of the film. You know? Like they're against each other as well. Mm. Like the people who were there for the music and the people who were there for the dancing are almost like when you mm. go and Combative. see a sports, yeah. a sports even, event even and you're two start, separate teams. He is saying, no, this is how I'm playing it. And she's going, no, this is how I'm dancing it. Yeah. And you're, again, you've mm. got that until he suddenly goes to a, oh, it's all right, I'll do it at your tempo. You know? yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, again, it sort of shows that. Oh, as long as you put it out in the back of the continental show. As long as you marry me, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, no, it's interesting that difference between the two. Oh, definitely. Oh, well, mm. you know, in an orchestra, you got hierarchy between the yeah. sections, let alone any oh, yeah. on stage. <laughs> oh, really? yeah. I mean, it's a lot of egos and a lot of people. I mean, the people who are there are, you know, the greatest that they can be are at the top of their game. So yeah, you can totally see how mm. you've got a lot of ego there and a lot of people who have got something to prove, all battling against each other in a mm. very small. Space and people are going to start niggling and being. But also, you get that's where you get the point where you can have the the leader of the company becomes Lord God Almighty. Mm. I thought this earlier, like that guy, he doesn't do fuck all. Mm. He he picks well, he the, sorts it all he out. Picks the people, but ultimately he, pays he isn't for it a singer, all, he isn't a dancer, and he isn't a music like. He's there he's and the everyone boss. prays to him. Yeah, but it's but like he doesn't do anything. It's like Tony Wilson and Factory Records. He said that he yeah. couldn't, he couldn't sing, couldn't play an instrument, but the privilege of paying for pressing Joy Division's first album is like yeah. that's my contribution to the cultural yeah, heritage yeah. of England. <laughs> and I suppose it's the same thing. If you can't do that, at least you can. Facilitate it. Yeah, bring yeah, the right people in and everything. Actually, you know what? Fuck Barbie. Red Shoes and Oppenheim would be a great double bill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I hereby declare Oppen Shoes the new trend. Oppen Shoes. <laughs> or Redheimer. Oh. No, Redheimer sounds terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> I'd Redheimer. Give me some cream. <laughs> 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 I don't know. I'd, I'd have to toss the coin and somehow hope well, it explodes I've, and kills me. <laughs> I mean, chronologically, Oppenheimer's first. Because mm. this is set in 1948. Mm. Yeah. It's set at, in its present day. So, yeah, I'm assuming that you have to do Oppenheimer first. Yeah. Fair. So. <laughs> right. As he had his big opening night a lot earlier. So. <laughs> <laughs> And on that note, mm. <laughs> on that bombshell. <laughs> on the, yeah. <laughs> Any last thoughts then, Adam? Last. I word. need to watch more Powell and Pressburger. Nice. I like. I love this. I love. Matt How many more are there roughly? Uh, it's about sixteen. Yeah. Uh, there's sixteen as the archers, and then they actually did a couple in okay. the seventies, just as a like. Should we? Yeah, go on. There yeah. Go, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Why not? Cool. Good, Chris. 
I'm amazed we're still coming out with new films that we haven't even talked about that we need to cover. It's great. Mm. Yeah, like I loved it. I thought yeah. it was an excellent film. The ballet in it was fantastic. We'll be showing it to you without the I, end. Like you could cut well, it, couldn't you, before the death is, scene? I was wondering about the bit <laughs> in the middle. Graphic. There's a few scary no. bits. Yeah. Might be okay. And then, yeah, when she jumped off the... You don't see it, I, but yeah. I will say, yeah. it's quite... She's mangled. I mean, yeah. it's, it's, yeah. Not, it's not it's Tom Savini. No. But, but it's, it's, it's clear. It's time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would say. Fair. Mm. But certainly at some point. Yes. Darling? Um, it's it's probably in my top 10 films of all time. Mm. I'm always Ooh. happy to rewatch it and nice. um, glad we found an opportunity to. Mm. Excellent. Lee? I, I thought it was an excellent movie. I really enjoyed it. Um, it it's it's made me realise that I definitely do hate ballet, which I was <laughs> of previously, but, you know, like, uh, there's other things I hate that they've made movies about and I've enjoyed the movies, so it's, yeah, it, it's absolutely fine. Hey! hey. Uh, Jennifer? Good, well, uh, yeah, no, that, all of that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everything you lot said and more. Um, so, yeah, good night. Thanks very much for listening. Uh, we'll be covering Peeping Tom... Uh, by the by, the same director in our next mm. episode. Mm. Uh, so go and check that out. Uh, and thanks so much for listening. Good night. Bye. Good night. Good night. I say good night. That's even worse. Way. I said bye. I said Thank <laughs> you.